So this isn't really podcast worthy, but it did happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were just chilling, and my girlfriend was watching this weird like show about vampires or whatever. And there was like this high school party, and they're playing spin the bottle, right? There's this big group, and they spin it, and these two characters start making out. One of the girls in the group goes, "Ugh, I didn't come here for this." <laughs> and I'm like, "It's spin the bottle. <laughs> what did you come here what you, for? What do you show yeah. up for?" What, there's oh, no other attraction to the game. This is it. This is the whole thing. What are you talking about? Just the pure game mechanics of spinning the bottle yeah. is what some people show up for. There are no, Their whole goal is to just spin it so precisely so that it aims like perfectly where they want it to end up Maybe, at. Maybe she was just a bottle enthusiast. I think so. I think I, so. I think that's really the only takeaway. She was going for the precision. That's what she yeah, was going for. She didn't care about the results of the spin. She's here for the grace of the spin, not for the results. <laughs> everybody, welcome to The Forecast, episode... Is it 103? Did I get that right? Did yeah. I put that correctly? Yeah. It is 103. Okay. Hey everybody, welcome to The Forecast, episode 103. The Forecast is a bi-weekly podcast produced on Thursdays. We are a group of people who love exploring and discussing all kinds of things from video games and board games, to film and TV, to our everyday life experiences. Uh, if you'd like to know more about what we do, you can follow us at facebook.com forward slash We Are The Horizon Community, or you can come to our Discord channel, where we literally have not been at all, but hey... Show up. Maybe we'll go there. Uh, or you can come check out our website at wearethehorizon.com. We have a ton of original content there for you to browse through. Uh, additionally, everything we talk through is in our cast notes, which is pushed out to whatever podcasting app you're using. So make sure you check that out. Uh, I am Aaron. I'm joined by a couple additional people this week. Alex. Hello. Jake. Hi. It's me. Caleb. That's me. Owen. Hello, guys, gals, and non-binary pals. Oh, there it is. It's back. It's back. Uh, I mean, thank God. We all missed it. And speaking <laughs> of back, let's talk about what also is back, which is Alex time. 1.5. It better be okay. freaking good after that intro. No pressure. Yeah. I have a couple of uh, spins on this one topic here, which I don't <laughs> I don't think we've talked about top TV of the decade yet. Oh, we have we've done not. movies, we've done music, wait, wait, we've wait, done wait, tech, wait. video I'm games. Really is this, is this literally like the top produced TVs of the decade? Like we're going to talk about like yeah. whether or not it was Samsung, Samsung OLEDs LG, versus QLEDs. And you got Sony in there. Uh-huh. Okay. All right, cool. I mean, sure. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. No, TV shows. Oh, t- TV shows. All right. And from what I can find, there's not like a authoritative source on this. It seems like it's just everybody's opinions. So, That's weird. Wait, it's is almost this... like top 10 lists are always people's <laughs> opinions. Well, here's one that is actually based on facts. Here's just like uh, based on viewership. Mm-hmm. The top 10 of the decade. All right. I, I got I've got some guesses for some top 10s. It's a bunch of crap. That's really bad. You got number 10 Let's is Britain's it. Got Talent. It's all it's all going to be shows like this. <laughs> just to let you know. What what is this number list? nine? I'm a celebrity. Get me out of here. Never even heard of that. No. Nope. Okay. Number eight, Blue Planet Two. 
Ooh, there you go. Ooh, I've heard about special. That one. Yeah, I, I can understand. That's I mean, it's it's high quality production. I get it. Okay, number That's seven. Decade. Yeah, Strictly Come Dancing. Never heard of that one. That's on BBC. Oh my gosh, that's the um, that's Dancing with the Stars, but British. Wait, wait. Let's back. Let's back up for one second on Blue Planet. Was that one of the first 4K produced? I think like, so. You know, science content. Because I'm pretty sure the other one, whatever the other one's called, uh, Planet Earth One. Sure, it's mm-hmm. a good creative name. I like it. <laughs> Probably oh no! Wait, this Planet is Blue Pan- Blue Planet. The other one's Planet Earth. Blue Planet I mean, Two is at number eight. Is. Planet Earth Two is at number eleven. I didn't include things above number ten though. So, are you sure okay. this isn't like a UK list? Because I, yeah. I have heard of it. Sure none sounds of these like shows. It, is. it might be it, UK. I mean, Britain, Britain's yeah. Got Talent. I know that. One. I know of that one. Is that the other on one's the list? literally never heard of. I mean, but, Blue Planet Two is literally a BBC thing. So okay. This is a very British. All right, here's yeah. let's let's go to more authoritative. <laughs> let's go to Variety.com's <laughs> list here. RuPaul's Wait, how... Drag Race at number ten. Yeah. All right. Sure. How early did you look? It did you popular. look this content up before reading this list? Was it like hey, two days, three days in advance? No, dude. I've, today, I've been researching this for about? a month. Yeah, <laughs> five <laughs> minutes. He maybe researched that. Uh, so yeah, let's 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 talk about this authoritative list. Go. I'm ready. I'm going back to number ten. Number ten. Yeah. You did, You just broke the wall there. I was trying to transition. Yeah, this is terrible. Seamlessly. I wasn't sure if we were going uh, to the top right, here we go again, here we go if you're cutting go in the other way. Oh, an authoritative list. All right, let's let's talk authoritative. Go ahead. Yeah, let's uh, start at number ten. This is, <laughs> this is Var- Variety.com's list. RuPaul's Drag Race is number ten. Okay. Nice. Yep, it's popular. Uh, number nine's Nathan for you. It's a good show. Yeah, yeah, it shouldn't it, okay. be top ten though. Yeah, I mean, ten best shows. Of That's a, a decade, good show. Of a decade. Uh, yep, a whole decade. No. Number eight, Better Call Saul. Okay. It, People do a, love that show. Yeah. Yep. That one I probably agree with, even though I haven't seen it. Yeah. <laughs> I just heard a lot of good <laughs> things. Just agree blind, love it. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> uh, number seven, The Good Wife. I mean, she's all right. <laughs> she's <laughs> she's no an old show's it, about. It's, it's good. Maybe not best of the decade, but good. You've seen The Good Wife? No. Oh, okay. The joke is good because it's the good wife. Good wife. Good's in the uh, name. That's why it's on uh, 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 Number six is Atlanta, which is that show that, that is. has Donald Glover in it. That was going to be my guess. Okay. Oh, I've heard Childish good Gambino, you mean? Sure. Is yeah, it? Childish Gambino. Is it a comedy? Is it a drama? I think it's a drama. Uh, hmm. Number five is Fleabag, which is apparently on Amazon Prime. I've never heard of it. Literally never, never heard, heard of it. Wow. Okay. Um, number four is The Americans. Sure, okay. well, like yeah. that. that's uh, Carrie Russell and that's is that? I mean, okay, this is the the past ten years. I was gonna say, is that thing still on? Uh, uh no. Twenty thirteen to twenty eighteen is when that one ran. Got you. Uh, Carrie Russell and Matthew Reese. Matthew Reese. Okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, number three is Enlightened, which is on HBO or was on HBO a long time ago. Okay. Never heard of it. This yeah. is so no. good. <laughs> Number two, Bojack Horseman. Hey! Oh, yeah! Wow. I think a lot of people would probably agree with that. No, that show fucking slaps. Hell yeah. <laughs> and Number one, and I will say that I checked like five different lists, and they all list this as number one, The Leftovers from HBO. Number which I, one? The yeah. Leftovers? 
Wow. I've never heard. I don't even know what that show is. Talk about that show. Yeah, me neither. Is Game of Thrones not on this list? <laughs> it should Thrones be after that on freaking like, garbage I'm last s- season. I'm not going to sit here and say the last season was good because it was dog shit. But I have it was not very seen Game of Thrones on any of these. It's a big HBO show. It's not on there. What's I mean, it called? there's True Detective. There's talking about Sopranos. No, Sopranos. Okay. I don't know. He said big HBO show. That's the last one. decade. Westworld. Season up. Westworld. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot Some notable stuff. There's this other list from IndieWire that has Parks and Rec at number nine. Oh yeah, and sure. Thirty Rock at number seven. Thirty Rock's good. BoJack again at number four. Yeah, no, BoJack deserves it. I don't know if anyone else here has seen it, but that show's mm-hmm. awesome. Well, Alex, I honestly don't know how you're going to top Alex time 1.5, but I the look leftovers forward again to the day at number one that you can actually top it because this was, I mean, this is it's going to be it's going to be 2.0 is when it's going to actually take a oh. step forward. Oh, mm. so we're going to relaunch to 2.0. Yeah, Wait, we're, these we're are, just spinning our tires right now. These are just iterations on 1.0. We're, just, oh. we're getting all the bad stuff out now. That's so we hit 2.0. It's just good. <laughs> Wait, the leftovers is just. The Left Behind series, but like a new version of it. What's the Left you remember Behind, the Left Behind series? series of books? There's like a yeah. like a semi-Christian like series of books about people who are left behind after the rapture. Yeah, oh. that's what this is. Oh. oh, that's what that's about? That's what it's based on? I mean, that's definitely what it seems like it's about. Seems like a generalization There's a global there, event Caleb. The sudden departure where 140 million people mm. disappear. That's mm. a terrible name. <laughs> the <laughs> sudden departure. Yeah, the that snap is like, much better. That feels like a placeholder text that the writers put in. They were like, we'll come up with something better later. <laughs> we'll name it something dumb so we remember. And then they uh-huh. were shooting the first episode and they're like, oh shit, sudden departure is what we've got. <laughs> Just leave it in there, I guess. Yeah, no one will notice. All right. So well, only 140 million people. That's like yep. not very many. That's, that almost doesn't change the world at all. <laughs> yeah, two percent of the world's population. That said, that's pathetic. <laughs> that is that's quite low. Maybe maybe it's just like a different show. It's like a drama about these characters, but also a bunch of people just disappeared. Mm. That's like a background detail. Maybe though. it's like it's not a, even really about that. Maybe the 140 million they were the ones left behind, and this is actually not about the people left behind. Is about the people taken. Mm, then mm. why is it called the leftovers? <laughs> That's a very because bad because there name. were people that were left over, but mm. not the main character. Yeah, it's why they every left. show that has any sort of like leftovers after you eat should also be called the leftovers. That's it why it's called that. <laughs> there's so few of them that whenever they make a meal, there's a bunch of food left over. <laughs> they're used to cooking for seven billion people. <laughs> and only 140 million show up. There's mm-hmm. a lot of leftovers. Man, mm, interesting. It does sound like a good show now that we've gotten into it. <laughs> uh, let's uh, let's let's move on to uh, what you've been playing lately. And Owen, we'll start with you this week. Uh, so I've been playing some Vermintide Two. Uh, yeah, no, a buddy of mine is getting really into it, and he's got like a group of six people that we all like rotate through. So there's oh. always a group playing. Um, so I joined him in playing that recently in the past week. I had a lot of fun. I have no idea what the fuck is going on in this game, but I am having a lot of fun playing it. Got, I feel like it's pretty straightforward. The, the rats, yeah, you you rats. the rats, no good. Don't like them. The, the hook rats or like the ones with the machine gun rats oh, or the oh, gas sorry. rats. Is there listen, a rat listen. in the name? 
kill him. Bad, <laughs> bad yeah, guy. Fair enough. Don't like him. Listen, imagine if you were just playing for Le- Leopard Dead 2 and you downloaded a mod that changed all the zombies into rats. Yeah. 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 We have arrived. So, we're at Vermintide. So I, think, I think the one thing that I do not like about Vermintide 2, but I do like about the Left 4 Dead series, is, as my friend describes it, of why he likes it, um, is the power level that you have versus your enemies. Mm-hmm. Like, in in Left 4 Dead, you always feel like you are underpowered, and you have to kind of sneak your way through, and you have to dodge some things, and when there's a horde, you feel like the end of the world is nigh. And with vermintide maybe we're just playing on like easy modes although we're on veteran i don't know how easy that actually is uh but every time there's like a horde i'm like oh this is easy oh this is fine this is everything's doing great and and i just i feel like i'm just way too overpowered i i definitely think that from this experience i would probably like gtfo because I hear that when you're very underpowered and like yeah, always overwhelmed. Yeah. And so I feel like I should get like kind of like pivot to that next. But yeah, so I've been playing some of that. It's nice. It's a fun game. It's like was like what? I don't know. Three, four dollars. It was cheap. I think trying to find the secrets in all the levels makes it more fun as well. Yeah, we've been doing a lot of like the books. I think the only yeah. map that we haven't gotten all of the books on is the forest level because it's a forest and yeah. you get lost easy. Yeah. I, I know exactly the one you're talking about. I think that's one of the only components of those games that really keeps you involved because otherwise, I mean, you're playing on a new map, but otherwise it's the same basic mechanics of what you're trying to do. You make it from point A to point B, you're killing enemies, you're facing basically the same enemies. I mean, they may introduce one new type as you sort of move along, but. I think unless you have some story beats or some secondary elements to what you're doing in terms of like mystery or like searching through the map for something, I think you'd probably there's, lose interest a lot quicker. Every level has its own unique mechanic, though. Like there's a level where you go around breaking all the chains. Yep. There's a level where you have to like rotate the plates mm-hmm. and stuff like that. There's I mean, that level where you don't going on. It's that level where you don't take ball damage. It's my personal <laughs> favorite part of that game. <laughs> Three of us jump off? Yeah, little side story. Uh, Four of us were playing that game, and I at one point go, oh, is there fall damage? And I jump off a ledge, and I go, oh, there's no fall damage. So then there's a part where you have to go down this long spiral staircase, and I go, oh, I'll just jump off. (laughs) And then two other people jump off, and we all hit the ground and die. Yeah. Great. Best, best game. It was pretty good. My biggest complaint is there's not enough rats. My mm. <laughs> biggest complaint mean? is that one guy doesn't say through the door quite enough. It's just, yeah. you know, if they just did a little more, if you could play as rats saying through the door, 10 out of 10. <laughs> Maybe for three. Wow. Yeah. So, I mean, so I played some of that. Uh, I've also been playing some Fallout 76. Uh, Second like good yet? Again, again, again. I t- I'm still playing it. I'm having a good time. Are you just playing because they finally added NPCs after 18 months of just having a game where you only had regular player characters? Uh, I am enjoying the NPCs. I were doing the storylines where you have to like really interact with them and like kind of like pick which uh, faction you want to like work with and side with. Um, so we're kind of doing that right now, and I like it. I I've I've always liked playing this game. I think part of it is because of the fact that I have someone to play it with. 
Uh, so I'm not like, you know, just kind of roaming around the um, wastelands alone. I'm playing with my girlfriend. So we're having a fun time together of, you know, building our houses and, and going out and adventuring together. And it's something that we can do together. So I'm definitely having fun uh, regardless if it's good or not. It's just a fun thing to play with others. Yeah. But I also do think that it did get good. I definitely think that, you know, when I reported it last week to, or the podcast before that, when they actually added the update, it, I mean, it's it's a lot better now. I'm going to I'm going to trust you on that one. I don't think I'm going to buy it and try it out this time. I, that's fair. I, but I would <laughs> say maybe, you know, like wait for it's now on Steam. So oh. I feel like you said this back when I did. everyone agreed it was dog shit. <laughs> so like, but if mm. you look at the look at the Steam reviews for it, look at the Steam reviews for it. It's mostly positive. Mm, okay, it is. It is mostly positive. Mostly positive isn't usually enough to pull me into a game. It's got to be very positive. I actually Wait. have no idea if it's very positive or mostly. But right, did you just make it up? <laughs> did you just say it? it is, ah, look it at is, the Steam reviews. They're probably really good. It is, it is fact, mostly, mostly positive. positive. There you go. 3,800 reviews, mostly positive. 80%. That's, I mean, that's okay. All right. Yeah. Like, I definitely wouldn't, you know, grab it on uh, at, at the $40 mark. But, you know, a Steam sale hits. You see it there for $20, $15. Uh I'd highly suggest giving it a buy and then we can all play it together and just kind of roam around the wastelands together and kind of uh, have some fun. I think that would be a very good time, especially if we did it for um, the 24 hour stream. I could 100% see us losing a ton of time in this. I'll be honest, if this game was free, I don't know if I'd download it. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm actually in the same that. spot. Like emotionally. I, so so this was this was an interesting thing that I was thinking about from the last time I was talking about this game. Uh is you guys have just a uh a hard disposition against the game. Mm-hmm. And uh I was wondering, you know, when you have games that come out and they're not well received and then games change you know do we still hold a lot of those grudges against the game in the first place for not being good at the start mm-hmm. um you know think I, of a game that's like that, that has had that exact rollout where it's been absolute garbage and i, I didn't mean, the, hold a grudge against it the afterwards. obvious one is no man's sky everyone no, claims yeah. that yeah. good yeah but I it, never was interested in the first place, but yeah, right. I, I mean, it got very I, good. I do also feel like that one's a weird one, though, because I mean, that was like a weren't they? In, they're a small independent studio and they were like mm-hmm. pushed, 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 pushed to get it out. Yeah. Whereas this is a tried and true. We can produce content studio Bethesda. And here yeah, we it's are. a tried and true. We can produce very buggy content studio. Uh, I guess that's yeah. true. That's about what that's for. <laughs> Plus the game, apart from gameplay concerns, have had a series of comical missteps. Let's mm. say the whole bag thing. Fallout mm-hmm. first being a hundred dollars and not working. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, yeah. The fun thing now is the fact that uh, Fallout first cannot for and I don't know why this is, but for some reason Fallout first and the atoms currency, the kind of stuff that you use to uh, buy cosmetics and like uh things to put in your camp stuff like that uh that you get for just kind of 
grinding through the game and doing uh, uh, weekly and daily quests. Um, For some reason, those two things are locked to... I I don't even want to say servers, but they're locked to the platform that you log in through. So they launched Steam, but they told everybody when they put it over on Steam, they're like, hey, your Fallout first and your Atoms cannot be used on your Steam profile playing Fallout 76 if you oh, bought man. them on your Beth- on like the Bethesda.net version they gave they gave everybody that bought it on Bethesda the the Steam version as long as you opted into it if you just like went into and just said hey I want the Steam here's my Steam account they whoa, gave whoa, you the whoa. Steam version for free hold on a second i didn't yeah. know about that yeah so you're telling me the only people that are rating this game on Steam are people that are still happily playing the game when they originally bought it? Not necessarily. Not necessarily. So, so here's so here's the interesting thing is that a lot of people did buy it on Steam and were giving it shitty reviews because they were like, "Oh, it's so bad! I had to return it within an hour or whatever." But you see, all of the bad reviews are within the Steam limits of returning the game. And anybody that played it longer than that time frame was just like, hey, this is actually a pretty good game. So either it is people that moved it over and are still playing it like me, or it's people that did finally pick it up after finally seeing it on Steam and said, oh, $40. Yeah, sure. My friend plays this. Why not? And they picked it up and they're also giving it positive reviews. Yeah, I still feel like it's. The reviews are super skewed, though, since they're just giving them to people that already own it. Because everybody else that would probably give it a negative review is not going to buy it on Steam. To be able to give it a negative review. They probably would have if it was on there originally. When when everybody bought it, like, right in the beginning, you know? Sorry. Sorry. No, sorry, I kept trying to jump in. It feels a little bit like, um, I know on a lot of like review sites for like TV shows, second seasons almost always have higher reviews than the first season. Because <laughs> less and, people watch it. Well, because you're if you don't like the show, you're not going to watch the fucking second season. The only yeah. people sticking around for the second season are ones who like the first. So I feel like that's, that's a true. little bit what you're getting here with the delayed launch where they're giving it to people from the other platform. Yeah. A lot of the people who are still like, oh, Fallout 76, I'd love to play that, are people who have already played it and like it. it. It's definitely an interesting thing that I've been thinking a lot about while playing it and prepping for this cast was exactly what Jake just pointed out was just like, well, yeah, like, who is giving this game a positive review? Who is playing it? Who is this? You know, if this was the game that it is right now, you know, NPCs and all, and they launched it on Steam day one and there wasn't anything else with it, would it still have a negative reaction or would it still be as positive as people currently have it you know it 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 makes me really kind of question uh just how people review this kind of art because of the fact that it is an art and medium that changes constantly and also really does depend on you know how you roll it out you know did you put it on steam first or did you put it on the epic store first and then put it on steam and all the people on steam are giving it review bombs because it was a you know epic exclusive for so long like it's there's a lot of that stuff that goes into it and i just kind of was just like 
it, it doesn't seem as easy as just being like, hey, I played this game. It's good. There seems to be like all of these now like minutia layers added onto it. I think, I mean, review bombs is a, is a, is a quality way of saying, you know, there's a chance that these numbers could be skewed because we have seen that in the past when things were launched specifically on a different plat- platform such as Epic and they had a store page on Steam and people just would go there to review it and talk about how trash it was. Or vice versa. Uh, they, you know, people who've decided not to be exclusive on Epic so people go give it a whole bunch of quality reviews on Steam because they're like, yeah, we're proud of this studio. They're standing up to the man, blah, 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 blah. So I... I guess I can't, I mean, we can't say specifically that it's like, yeah, these are skewed numbers, but Alex also has a point in that if most of the people who are giving this quality reviews were also people who hadn't owned the game before and they just transferred over to Steam, then there probably is some amount of, oh, uh, yeah. of skewed no, about, I, numbers. I, I, I believe that there is, there is skewed numbers to this for sure. And I think the other thing that uh, really kind of affects a game like this is... And, and I didn't even think about this until the other night was really it also depends if you were to like this game really depends on how you like playing the other Fallout games. If you're looking for a game that you can mod to hell and back and you can have a Thomas the Tank Engine follow you around. You can't do that in 76 because it's a multiplayer thing. And so they don't really let you do that. And so if like that's what you're looking for, this is not your mod, you know, your your modding sandbox like Fallout 4 or Fallout 3 or, you know, like uh, New Vegas. Like so obviously that community probably doesn't like this game. But if you're just kind of someone that played through the stories of the previous fallouts and liked it and just kind of wished, man, I'd like to do these stories with somebody else also shooting these things. Mm-hmm. Then, then you're probably going to think that this is positive because that's exactly what this is. Like I, from day one until now, like, especially now that they added the NPCs, this feels like a fallout game. It has very good quest lines. It has very good uh, storytelling through the environment that's something that Bethesda has always been good with, even though, you know, their environment has always been buggy to shit. Like, it feels exactly like I would expect a Fallout game to be both bugs and all. And the only benefit now is the fact that I get to do that with other people. And right. that's why I feel like it's so positive. That's where I always come from. And I'm just like, this seems fun because it's what I want it to be. Uh, I think a multiplayer game. I think if people are... are, are sort of they've they've gone through like the Bethesda modding portion. They've played the they've played all of Fallout. They've played the Skyrim. They've moved on to Witcher 3 right now because that's such a popular yeah, franchise at the moment just because of the series on Netflix. And speaking of which, somebody in this group mm-hmm. has been playing an d- absolute ridiculous amount of Witcher 3. Is it you? No. Oh. This is Alex. <laughs> Alex. Alex, let's skip down to you real quick. Let's wait, talk wait, about Witcher wait, 3 wait, for wait, a second. Wait, 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 what? Wait, 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 what? We got to jump back to Fallout really quick. I got important okay. to say. Wow. I think, All right. I think the context. <laughs> he put under... so much effort into that transition. I know. He really did. But I had something I Took wanted to say, and there was no time to interrupt. You guys were very fluid. Uh, I think the context in which it releases is very, very important. Because you release a game on Steam under early access, and you know it's going to be buggy and terrible, and that's fine. Because it's in early access for a year, and they finally release it, you play it, and it's great. But you release a game, and you say it's done. It's like a solid, complete game. You go to play it, and it is 
virtually unplayable, that is, it deserves the bad credit that it gets for a long period of time. Plus, if an early access game is buggy, you probably paid like 20 bucks for it. Right, yeah. They charge 60 for 76. Right, but I'm saying if you grab it later for $20 after a lot of those bugs are fixed after all you know after now that they've added the NPCs and finally kind of made it more of a full-fledged game do you still view it as such a bad thing or is it just kind of like hey yeah this is like a fallout game for 20 bucks i think it absolutely deserves the bad rap that it gets because of the context under which it was released even if it may be a good game for the price now So I had, Aaron, I had really that transition good, again. I had this yeah, really good segue about how games are modded and people play in, you know, Bethesda games like, you know, Fallout and uh, Skyrim and how they've moved to The Witcher because it's real popular right now. Oh, yeah, I know. It was going to be a really good transition. And then someone was just like, nah, let's go back to the hey, previous topic. I still had something important to say. You did the transition too quick, man. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Alex, let's talk about The Witcher. You've been playing The Witcher. <laughs> and we'll come back up. We'll come back up to Jake. Yeah, I played The Witcher 3. Yeah, uh, I did. This I did. how it's going to go. I did put a bunch of mods on it now that you mention it. Yeah. But I new did new that a while mod? back. No. Mm-hmm. No? No. If it's not new, new did you even mod it? I think at this point he's <laughs> actually played it for longer than he modded it, which is insane. <laughs> yes, that I've been having played it longer than I wanted it. <laughs> well, yeah, but I'm. I don't I'm know. Steam says I have Skyrim. 96 hours in this game. It's probably the most I've ever put in a single player game, to be honest. Skyrim? I don't think there's Did a you play Skyrim longer than 96 hours. I don't think so. Really? You've only played a game for 96 hours. <laughs> I mean, single yeah, player. I single played, player. See, that's played, still that's still insanely low to me. What? I, I play a lot of different games. I don't have enough time to spend on one product for that amount of time. I don't know. Unless it really holds my attention, which Witcher has been. Story's super good. I'm like very deep in it now. I think I'm getting closer to the end of the story. Act three-ish. At one point, a few days ago, I hit a spot where it was like, are you sure you want to go on? You better save before you do this. And then right after that, it again said, if you continue, a bunch of side quests are going to be locked out. Are you sure you want to do this? And I was like, yeah. And I was like, okay, <laughs> wow. I guess if you want to continue the story, you can go do it. Um, but I was pretty sure I did like all the side stuff I wanted to before that anyway. Uh, some notable things happened. I got to a side quest in the game that closes the loop on one of the things that gets introduced in the show, oh. which I thought was really cool. I which won't really spoil thing, it. If it's not, okay. It is I mean, spoilery. Are you gonna it's spoil kind of spoilery. It by... Okay. By That's even fine. saying what it is. Well, then um, don't say it. <laughs> yeah. But it is, it is an idea and a plot point that gets introduced in the show, and then you resolve it in this game. And they say it's like 20-ish years after it happens, so that's cool. Um, and then another part, I got to Siri finally, and she talks about how she got pulled into this alternate dimension with her elf friend when they were trying to hide from the wild hunt. And she said it was crazy there and you would never believe it. And Geralt's like, Oh, try me, whatever. And then she's like, well, there, all the people had like a bunch of metal in their heads and everybody waged war over like huge distances instead of like 
with swords and everybody didn't have horses. They all had flying ships and Geralt's like, get out of here. That's not real. And then all I could think about was she's just describing cyberpunk 2077. (laughs) (laughs) Are you, are you that just like, just want that game to happen so badly since it's got delayed that you're just thinking about it everywhere. Just being like, yeah, that's 100% certain it's intentional. Yeah. That she described it like that. That a hundred percent is there's cyberpunk before they finished Witcher three. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so for, for perspective, cameo Witcher 3 came out in, in uh, 2015, and I think Cyberpunk was announced in like 2012. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 12 mm-hmm. or 13. I don't know which one. That which is incredible that that game cinematic is just trailer. coming out. But yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's really cool. That game's really good. Um, I also played some other stuff. Uh, Generation Zero was on a free weekend. This was it past weekend, weekend before, something like that. Um, and me, Caleb, Sam, and Cassie played some of it, and we ended up picking it up. Um, it sort of plays like a like a survival game, like a Daisy sort of, mm-hmm. but it doesn't really have a lot of the survival elements you would come to expect, like a food meter and water meter and all that kind of stuff. Heat and cold. Yeah, you got um, health. Yeah, you just got health. And you can go scavenge for like ammo and weapons and stuff like that throughout the the land. And um, I don't know. It's a twist. It's not zombies. It's robots. So it's got the tales. That's kind of fresh sort of feel to it. Yeah, it's like a alternate history. Like 80s ish, but with weird robot technology. Uh, How do they phrase that in that um, RPG series that's now on Amazon? The the eighties that never was or something in that, in that sense. Hmm. That seems pretty cool so far. Yeah. It's pretty Um, fun. I'm worried it might get a little repetitive. Yeah. It's, it's like run across open fields, find a house, loot the house, kill some robots, run across empty fields. There is like quests and side quests. But I mean, it's not super coherent with the story because it's you're just like finding scraps of paper and finding like radio logs, right? And stuff. Honestly, don't know how Sam is like so pumped about this game. I think it's decent. <laughs> I also think it's decent. It but has, he's like, that's so good. He's super into it. It is mixed reviews on Steam for what it's worth. Oh, wow. Yeah, I think this is one of those games actually that we might have been talking about earlier where it got really bad reviews when it first came out and they've improved it over time and people are starting to say it's good. Hmm. Yeah. The recent reviews are much better than the total reviews. So there's that. Hmm. Um, We also played a project winter, another free to play on a weekend game that we ended up buying. Dean's been, uh, Pretty good on those lately, huh? It mm-hmm. has been. I wonder why. Yeah. Like there's some sort of thing that's keeping everybody inside, making them buy video games. Weird. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Project Winter is like a... How do you describe it? It's a... Like social deception game. Social right? deception. There you go. Yeah. It's um, also part survival. Yeah. So you're in this wintry landscape. You're hunting around for food and supplies, and you're trying to repair some 
like power stations and like a helipad and stuff like that to escape. All the while, somebody in your group is a traitor, and they're trying to sabotage your escape. And that's the game. Yeah. It. There's some really cool mechanics to that game. Um, you know, normally when we play games, we're playing in a chat where we can just like hear each other no matter, you know, just all the time. You're just kind of talking. But in that game, and there's a sort of localized chat where you can only hear people who are in close proximity to you until you get walkie talkies. And then mm-hmm. the walkie talkies are exclusive. So there's only a few of them. Normally you end up, you start out with two and then you may get an extra, you know, couple. But the walkie talkies are, of course, all the way across the map. And so if you want to be secretive, you want to start having conversations without other people hearing, that's kind of where you can start doing that. Otherwise, you don't know who's necessarily within range to be able to hear you talking about things. Right. Which is, I, it's, it's really cool. I, I like that. I like the... I know they have that in a lot of games and we don't use that very often, but in this context, you kind of have to. You can't really... Yeah. yeah. You I think it makes choice. the game a lot better to play it that way. Yeah. Yeah. We also... There's there's some mechanics where like an event happens, a world event. And in one specific example, everyone turns from the characters that they've customized into this random character in a bunny suit with no name over their head. So you don't know who's who because there's this scary world event and it gives the traders a chance to actually like do something Mm -hmm. but the other people can still retaliate with their weapons or chase down the trader once the event's over and figure out who it is but it gives it gives an opportunity for the trader to actually do something out in the open sort of this is not a consequences this is not a game type that we play a lot of like it's social not, no. social deception, social almost like deducting, like who's a, a traitor sort of thing. Mm-hmm. We play this. What's weird, though, is we play a lot of this type of game in board game format and card game format. Yep. Um, play the thing. Ultimate play Werewolf. Ultimate Werewolf. Yep. Uh, I mean, there's wow, two whole games and there's a lot. Yep, there's a lot. <laughs> um, I, I really like Secret Hitler. I don't know if you guys Secret play that. Hitler. Secret Hitler. Yeah, yeah that yeah. one's pretty fun. Um, Have you guys ever played that where the heroes win or the non-traders, the guys win? I don't know what you call them. They're not good guys, really. They're just not bad guys. Not fascists. <laughs> yeah. Not, not Secret fascists, Hitler. Yes. I mean Project Winter, where the oh. winters win. Nope. No. Okay. Oh, we haven't yet. Yeah, no, we Secret have... Hitler is very balanced, I think. I think it is. I, yeah. I think Secret Winter struggles from uh, team Winter. size or competition. Yeah. Secret, Secret Hitler. <laughs> Project Project Winner Project Hitler, yes. Project Hitler. <laughs> Project Winner struggles with this, uh, like the team composition size, where I think the board games we've played have it a little bit more balanced out. Um, you know, we played one time where it was five of us who only had one trader, but then we played with six people and it's two traders, and that's pretty um, imbalanced. Uh, especially in that game where it's all like the trader has a clear advantage with weapons and tools because you can pick up in, from you know crates around the map. Yep. The trader also starts with a special radio that only reaches other traders. Yeah, which is pretty beneficial as well. Man, I didn't know they started with that. Yep, apparently. You know, I it's think a... two of us were dead before I had the controls like <laughs> figured out. Yeah, we like, oh, should have played the tutorial. But you said, <laughs> well, no. here's the thing: wouldn't have helped. I wasn't <laughs> one of the ones who died. <laughs> it's a really cool game. I really like it. It has uh, very positive reviews right now. We need to like play it once through with no one acting as a traitor to get a feel for how you actually like complete the game as a survivor as a survivor. And then we can like jump back into the deception part. Yeah. I think that'll help a lot. Uh, Jake, 
Let's move on to you. What have you been playing lately? Uh, so I finished Arkham City in my quest Ooh. to finish the Arkham series. Arkham City's really good. Um, mm-hmm. it's a lot easier than I remember it being. The main story almost at no point is difficult at all. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've been getting into like the challenge maps. Yeah. Uh, I've been trying to hundred percent like get all the achievements for these games. Uh, and that one involves doing all the challenge maps. And those are really fun. I really like those. Um, the ones where you have to take like no damage. So and... you've got like, there's two types. Three, kind of. The third type <laughs> I haven't really played yet, though. And I think the third one's made up of the first two. You have combat challenges, whereas mm-hmm. it's like four waves, four waves of guys. And your goal is to just rack up as many points as you can. Like getting to the end isn't enough. You have to like get long combos and not get hit. You get a bonus. That's really fun. Stringing together all your different moves and all your different gadgets in one long free flow combo is freaking great. The combat's way better in City than it is in Asylum. I kind of mentioned that last week, I think, but going through these challenge maps, it's so clear how much better it is. It just flows so much better. Uh, And then you have the stealth ones where what I like about this, most games that have like a challenge stealth section, it's like you got to do it in under five minutes. And that's never fun to me. I always think that's really boring because it means instead of being stealthy and creative, you're just going to like run at them. You're going to find a weird angle. You're going to run at them and you're just going to take them out. This one's like, okay, for this mission, you know, you've got a room full of guys. You've got to take out the armored guy first. You have to drop a ceiling on one guy and you have to take someone out from a grate. And like, if you get all those, you get three stars. And Mm. the rest is pretty much up to you. And I think that's a way better way to do it. It encourages creativity. You still get to like, like if you're not normally the kind of person who likes to like take people out through grates, that's a weird example, but it's what I already said. <laughs> you, you only have to do it once. It's not like, ah, shoot, man, I got to do this whole mission, you know, swinging from the ceiling because this mission is swing from ceiling mode. You know, you basically like you got to play with your surroundings. And I mm-hmm. think that's a lot cooler. Yeah, I think I think those stealth missions are a lot of fun. The, yeah. com- the combat missions are also a lot of fun, but that's just because the combat's enjoyable in general. The combat's so good, dude um yeah and then this is it's not really a game but i've lost a lot of time to it recently i finally started reading homestuck what yeah why because i'm quarantined at home and i don't have anything else to do (laughs) that's just so strange it's so old so i know it's strange But just like I was doing something and it like came up. You know what it was? I was reading like XKCD or something and there was a link to it. And I was like, "Eh, fuck it. I'm bored. (laughs) So I've been reading that and it's fucking great. I love this thing. Yeah. Should have read it sooner. Yeah, I really like it. I don't have much to say on it. There's a recurring joke about CS data structures. But I'm like, man, how did anyone find this funny? Who's not me? (laughs) But it's really funny. So are you going to start like uh, painting yourself gray and wearing weird horns the next time we go to a con? Going to love with you. Don't understand that reference. I'm not done with it, <laughs> but I'm going to go with no. Like, look, the only thing that I know of Homestuck is just the crazy fans of Homestuck. I don't know what it's about. I don't know anything other than people that like go to conventions dressed up as like Homestuck people. And I'm like, this is fucking weird. As opposed oh. to other people at cons who are all <laughs> cool, well balanced, bathed people. Mm-hmm. How long is Homestuck? I couldn't tell you. Long. I am on uh, four forty-eight, and I okay. don't think I'm close to the end. <laughs> it's it, the re- I put it in this because it, it's like a game, kind of. 
Right. Uh, if you go onto their website, it says it's about 8,000 pages. <laughs> so, do you know, is it currently time. still running? I don't know. No. Oh, man, it's I not, hope not. Okay. Wikipedia says it started in April 2009 and ended April 2016. Okay. Cool. But yeah, really good. I like it a lot. Um... Let's move on. I, I've been playing a couple games uh, recently that I have not picked up in a while. Um, one of which was Destiny 2. We've started getting back into Destiny 2. Yeah. Um, tell me about this. Yeah. They, I mean, they had a they had a like kind of a release of some content. I actually don't know how much it is. It's part of the season pass and you're it's uh, it's Rasputin, which is part of the Mars segment of the game. Have you has anybody else played the actual storyline? Yeah, I very have. little. Okay. And I, I like the Rasputin stuff, but it's really high level. I mean, most the 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 cap is well, not the hard cap. The soft cap is uh, nine fifty, and so the baseline level to play this new content is nine eighty. So it's people who've been grinding for a while, right? Um, but that's not really why we've been jumping back into it. We we kind of had a group a while back who decided to go through and play all of the raids in Destiny Two uh, from one end to the other, which I think there's approximately seven total. Um, five raids mm-hmm. and two raid uh, dungeons or raid layers, sorry. Um, and that just the the idea, the layout and the construction of what these raids are is so different from what traditional people think of traditional destiny in the sense yeah. that, you know, traditional destiny, like people were thinking, OK, it's like a it's a shooter. It's, uh, you know, you're playing some that are just uh, PvP, you're playing some PvE, uh, you're kind of going around and exploring cool maps, yeah, the world's neat, but there's not, like, a ton outside of the story in that segment. But when you move into the raid world, it's puzzles, it's, uh, you know, like, things that are, very, like, high-intensity high puzzles, where it's very stressful, and you have to get it right, correctly, back to back to back to back, or you don't make it to the next stage. And in terms of like video game content, I don't, we were talking about this the other day. I don't know that I've played another game that has that level of puzzle complexity with also like the stress level involved when you're playing something like a raid. You guys, you know, those who've been playing with me have had that same experience in terms of like, you know, the quality of what a raid is. Yeah, it's, it's a very unique experience for me. I've not played a lot of um, MMOs that have raids, so I don't know how it can really compares. So like a traditional Memorpk, I guess. Memorpk. Do you play a lot of MMOs that don't have raids? <laughs> no, I don't play a lot of MMOs, I guess. Okay. I, I, I was just wanted to clarify. I've played a decent amount of MMOs, and I feel like their raid system very much takes the good parts of like high-tier end content raids um, and, and really kind of boils it down and makes it work really well for the like fps genre i yeah. really like it because a lot of I, at least the one raid that i in destiny that i got to do with uh you all the um i, I just just yeah the leviathan but i distinctly remember there was like a part where you have to stand on a specific platform because that was the platform that you deal the most damage out of and you're like safe from and then there's like an attack that you have to then move off of that platform and onto a different platform and move around and like that is a hundred percent how you move around in raids and yeah. you do a lot of stuff like that and i i mean i very much like it. it it's definitely like 
half challenge and puzzle, half skill kind of thing. Like, there's Not- a lot more, I think, skill with doing the Destiny stuff than there is with, like, a World of Warcraft raid. Yeah. Not not to take away from that like idea that the standing on platforms and positioning is the intense part because it's very intense. But you also have the added element of there's like a whole bunch of crap that's also going on at the same time in terms of you trying to figure out the mechanics of how the puzzle actually works. Mm-hmm. Uh, a good example is like we played one with a lock. And there are three independent people standing on different parts of the room. You're all seeing different symbols. You're deciphering the symbols while also shooting enemies while there's also a two-minute timer ticking down. And you have to figure out how to solve, do something weird that you don't even you don't even know the mechanics of what you're trying to achieve yet. But by sort of working through it, you're figuring out, oh, we need to rotate these things. Or, oh, we need to make sure that we're focused on this one enemy when he comes tries to approach this location. So there's some added like you know complexity in terms of like not only do I have to be in this position, but I also have to think about how am I interacting with the other five players that are part of this raid squad, and how are we progressing this portion of the map. But it it's a cool game. It's very it's a very very cool game, and the raids are neat. I think this most recent raid we did, which is the last wish raid, is my favorite so far. The yeah. boss fight is just so cool. It's very neat. Now, and granted, not crazy frustrating. This is only the second like raid area we've been to. We played the yeah. original raid, then we played two dungeons, which are basically in the same area as the original raid, or two layers. So this is the first one we played outside of that. But the other three are all new locations as well. Right. So, um, I have also been playing another game that I haven't played in a long time, which is Shadow of the Tomb Raider. Uh, they not necessarily recently, but last fall slash wintertime released um, support for ray tracing. And so I was kind of waiting around on that to play the game because I think the game looks great already. But with ray tracing turned on, dungeons in that game, places where you're going around, and even when you're in the jungle, just look ridiculous. The lighting effects, the shadows, it's really pretty. And there's also another component of that game that I was excited to play uh, with, which is their, their immersion mod. So that every person you walk up to, not mod, it's just a setting in the game. Every person you walk up to speaks in their native tongue. But the really game-breaking aspect of that is Laura Croft always speaks in English. So even if somebody says something to you in literally any language from anybody you would interact with in the game, you respond in English, which is... It makes conversations weird. You're like half reading subtitles, half not. Mm -hmm. But anyway. Cool game. Uh, looks really great, especially now with ray tracing. Um, let's move on. Uh, Caleb, what have you been playing? So I've been playing a lot of this X game. Eh, whoops. XCOM game. There we go. They came XCOM out. post, don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> XCOM game. They came out the last couple of weeks. It's uh, XCOM Chimera Squad. It's uh, almost like a standalone expansion, maybe, to XCOM games. It's what it feels like. It's only 20 bucks, so that's a reasonable, I guess, price for a standalone expansion. But... What it boils down to is a XCOM, but a, a much simpler story and uh, game mechanics in general. Like instead of all of the base building and whatnot, you have a very simple base where you can generate new items and you can research new items and that's it. You don't have to build all these power plants and all that stuff and maintain how your rebels are doing. Um, and it gives you a set of characters that have specific backstories and builds and it 
there's a little bit of customization in terms of the character's skills. Every other level they rank up, you get to like choose between two skills. So there's a little bit of customization there, but they all have their own like specific focus. And then the the kind of where it differs from XCOM a lot is in the general combat. So you go into a mission and you'll have three encounters, say, and you'll do this breach mode where all of your people line up and then breach through a doorway and they get a shot off at various enemies in the room. And then that room is the entire encounter until you move on to the next room. So you don't have to worry about moving up and then suddenly there's four enemies that get an entire turn before you have a turn to react and stuff like that. That was a kind of a problem in XCOM 2 because you have somebody who's kind of like scouting and you happen to run in enemies and then the rest of your squad can't catch up even though they're in combat from way far away. Right. So they just get a shot a whole bunch before they can even react. Mm-hmm. But this kind of deals with that in, with the breaching mechanic and with the the room being all of the enemies. And the, they also changed the way initiative works in this one, where instead of doing your whole team and then the whole enemy team, it's actually like a staggered initiative, you then an enemy, then you then an enemy. And it makes it even more tactical than before, I think, because you're trying to deal with enemies that come immediately after you in the initiative order. That way you can avoid an entire attack. So it adds, hmm. it adds some neat elements there. I think because Divinity did the same thing where they were trying to make a game that does the opposite, that does the your entire team goes and then their entire team goes. Whoa, whoa, whoa. let's think, not bring this game What was up. it called? <laughs> I know, right? What was the name? What was it's the name, Caitlin? But... When's it come out? November? It's, uh, it's coming out November, I heard. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Last year. Last November. Yep, last November. Oh, wait. Uh, That's still better. It's fine. Yeah, both, uh, both I think, have their upsides and their downsides and it's really hard to compare the two and decide on which one you like better can i i so i heard something about this game does it have i heard that your squad mates can't permadeath there's no permadeath they cannot there is no permadeath that's really interesting because i always thought that was like one of i guess the most unique things about XCOM. i won't call it a weakness or a strength but mm-hmm. i feel like it was kind of defining either way yeah so this one you have like special characters you don't like recruit your own and design them and build them up from nothing sure so i I feel like you wouldn't even get as much out of it if you did have the permadeath sure well it's, but it's yeah, a little it bit doesn't like have that it's, it sounds you a little fail bit a mission like... if they would die otherwise so you gotcha. don't have to restart the mission okay because i was gonna say it sounds a little bit like uh fire emblem because it's got permadeath but also uh very specialized like characters mm-hmm. who have like character arcs and stuff where it's almost yeah. like Fire Emblem's weird though because it's like you, you can let them die if you don't want to hang out with Donald anymore or whatever. <laughs> but right. I need to have tea with all of my Fire Emblem people. Is there right. like a tea is there a tea mechanic in this game? Can I like eat lunch with some of the aliens and, and rebels? Sadly there's not. Okay. They do have mm. a little like back and forth banter between missions and stuff, but that's really it. Is there is there one that's like scared of ghosts and always in their bedroom? Sadly, no. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I feel like you just combined two different Fire Emblem characters, though. I mean, that was a different Fire Emblem character. That's no, no. The the <laughs> one that's always hiding in the bedroom is scared of ghosts. She I don't is? think that's why she's there, but she is scared of ghosts. Because one of the other characters is the one who's like, she's like the Hi, one. I'm who's afraid scared of, of ghosts. ghosts. Yeah. 
<laughs> but then she's not the one with the object that's about being afraid of ghosts. That's a third right. character yeah, who yeah, never talks about ghosts. We've yeah. gotten off track here, but yeah, that's stupid. <laughs> yeah, the takeaway is but... Three Houses has some problems, okay? <laughs> it does. It's still a very good game, but it's got some problems. But XCOM Commander Squad, pretty good. If you want a tactical game that's that's a lot more lightweight than the previous XCOM games. Uh, I've also played this game called Still There. This was at PAX this last year. I think it came out in November. Is it maybe. still there? Pax <laughs> <laughs> isn't very oh! funny. Ouch! Uh, but it's a it's a kind of point and click adventure game where you're in this space station and you're just kind of spinning around to look at these various rooms and solve puzzles as things break on your space station. But the really I think important part is it has a super interesting storyline. The puzzles in general are decent. There's a couple of really frustrating ones, but you can look up the solution if they're too frustrating. But the storyline is super interesting and cool, and I can't really say much about it at all without kind of spoiling a lot of it. Hmm. But it looks like it, it, it has was a lot of fun. Not necessarily the puzzle aspect, but it looks like the, the visual aspects of the game are a little bit like out there-esque. Yeah. Yeah, I'd say it is. It, it, it feels a lot like that when you first start it. They both have hmm. the word there in the name. I find this very suspicious. <laughs> <laughs> Still there, out there. Out there. Is it, it's a sequel, yes? Oh, yeah. Because it's sure. out there, no. and then it's like, oh, it's still there. No. <laughs> and they're both about space. It's very weird. Are it's you not sure? even a sequel. It's just literally the same game. They just, once they, <laughs> they released re-branded. it, they re-ran it. It's still there. <laughs> <laughs> you're You're just alone in space with this weird, silly AI. And some dark humor from him. And it's, it, it's pretty fun. That's super original. Gladys? No, it's <laughs> not. Man, this game just wow. sounds like a bunch I of other actually games. Don't remember his name. Oh yikes! Oh, the amount... There we go. It's Gorky. <laughs> the amount of games that exist where you are on a space station or in space with some AI that has funny quips. Yeah, is very high. Very, yeah. very high in general. To be fair, most of them are pretty good. I think. Yes, I mean, I'm not true. saying they're not. They're just, they're all quality. Yeah. If, uh, you want a, if you want a simple little puzzle game that has a really good story, you should check it out. You should play Portal. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a simple then, puzzle game. And then maybe you can go to Still There. Out There. Sorry, what is it called right now? <laughs> still There. Yeah, what's it's the still name there. today? Got it. All right, perfect. <laughs> hey, let's talk about other game related things, in specifically in the news, one of which is. Uh, the unhackable game Valorant. <laughs> they had to ban people for hacking. <laughs> no! Stop They've it. got the freaking Vanguard that operates at the kernel level, so nobody can possibly hack it. And they're banning people for aimbotting. <laughs> I nice. just, man, like, really? Like, they're like, yeah, we're like, in, we're taking over your whole computer, and that sucks, but like, nobody's ever gone cheating this game. It's not out of beta yet. And they're banning people for hacking. It's still in closed beta. Yeah. I (laughs) just thought that was really funny. That is ridiculous. I feel like it's one of those things that they tried so hard. And at that point, it just became a challenge. That it was just like, oh, I'm sorry. You said what? Although on the... You go. I was just going to say, it just just seems like a terrible thing that any time... 
you know, it, it's like the idea of uh, you can't make something idiot proof because idiots sm- are smart and they'll find a way to fuck it up. It's the same idea of just like you can't make something unhackable. They'll find a way through it. Like, don't try to like fucking deal with hackers. Just ignore them and they'll go away. Well, it's 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 the same mechanic as when you think about uh, like security software. Like everybody's thinking preventatively, but you can't always you can't always just. Uh, figure out exactly how everyone's going to approach a problem in order to exploit it. So you also, try to like broad scope it, and then you end up with people who kind of just seep through the cracks because there's something you didn't necessarily plan out. Sometimes they... you just ship the exe with the game, and you're like, oh, whoops. <laughs> guess we did the job for them. That sucks. <laughs> didn't Can't believe they... we did that. Didn't they straight up say that they would like pay a bounty if anyone could actually figure out yeah. how to hack it? There is a one hundred thousand yep. dollar bounty, and nobody got paid. Well, you dude, their SR <laughs> is more important than a hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> They're like, figure out how to hack it, but if we catch you hacking, you don't get the money, and you just get banned. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was gonna say if I was the guy that figured out how to hack this, I would a hack a bunch of things so my SR would be great and then say that I figured it out and get paid. That's wow. probably what they're trying to do but now they got banned. But then so they, they got banned. Get paid <laughs> ah, see? It's, just, it's the game of like how far can you take it before you get caught? Mm-hmm. It's not very far. No, not, not very far at all. So, uh, Jake, did you read much into the hacking stuff? Uh, it, not especially. Okay. It's it's just it's interesting, you know, that like they have gone through such an effort to deal with this and they are already dealing with this before it's even out of closed beta. Right. Yeah. No, it's I just thought that was hilarious. As soon as I heard there were hackers, I was like, come on, guys. <laughs> like, come on. I know like hey, you know, one thing about your game and it's the super invasive anti cheat. Correct. It doesn't even work. <laughs> it's a challenge, though, if you think about it. Sure. That's really that's really all they did was they issued a challenge by making it so evident that there was no way their game could possibly be hacked. Mm-hmm. They're already regretting it. Mm-hmm. Yep. Ah, maybe not. Maybe they maybe they'll take all of this information and fix it and solve their problems and then it won't be <laughs> as easily hacked. Doubt it. Uh mm-hmm. Let's talk about other game engines, though. Um, I wanted to bring this up last time we were on our podcast, which is uh, Amazon Lumberyard. Have you guys read much about Lumberyard? What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> it's, a, uh, it's got a bunch of wood. Yeah. <laughs> this is why I'm so excited about it. It's wood-related. Oh, right. We never talk about wood on this podcast. That's true. Um, I, okay. I'm, I think I'm going to change the, the things we talk about permanently, guys. I really want to talk about wood. Like all I mean, time. I am not going to stop you. That's okay. All right. You're just not going to be on it anymore? No, I'll, I'll talk to you about, you know, <laughs> walnut. It's an Aspen because of the way it is. Um, <laughs> so uh, Amazon Lumberyard is, is a game engine developed by Amazon Game Studios that is free for anybody to develop a game on. Um, there are no licensing fees. There are no uh, royalties. There's no upfront purchasing. It is just strictly a free game development software but what's the catch the only stipulation the only stipulation for the game is that if you use servers online that are not your own servers that you run and moderate you have to use amazon web service Hmm. and that's how they're gonna that's how they're gonna make their money but you know if you make a single player game completely free you know you're not charged for anything if you make a multiplayer game you host your own multiplayer completely free 
Um, it's neat that somebody has gone through this effort. I mean, I know it's Amazon and that web services is their probably bread That's and butter money in terms maker, of man. yeah, money making. It is. Um, but they've, I mean, it's not like they haven't gone through major effort here. I mean, it's a, it's a, apparently a very polished game engine, even though it's still in beta. Um, they're already working on implementing uh, VR integration, which is pretty big. Um, and they have full, uh, I can't think of what they call it specifically, but it's basically full social integration with things like Twitch, where their goal is to make it very easy for outside viewers to interact with in-game players. And that's built it. right into crap. I do too, but I mean, clearly it's a big deal and a lot yeah. of people like participating. And they own Twitch. Let me, let me specify, and I hate they that own crap Twitch. in multiplayer competitive games. Otherwise, it's fine. Do it up. <laughs> it's, it's just neat that they've built it right into the engine. I don't know how... It is. Like, yeah. I, don't, I don't know that I appreciate the function of what it's doing, but I like that they've taken the time, and granted, Alex is right, they own Twitch, but they've taken the time to say, all right, we're going to fully integrate this to make sure that out of the box, you can use these features. Mm -hmm. So that brings me to Amazon Lumberyard. Uh, Amazon Studios, Game Studios, has so far released one game, and they are about to release their second game on May 20th uh, called Crucible. And not to be confused with Destiny 2's Crucible or Destiny 1's Crucible, I figured, Caleb, you might want to talk about this for a minute. I can talk a little bit about Crucible. Yeah, talk so, about Crucible. Destiny 2 Crucible first, please. Destiny though. 2 Crucible, it's yeah. terrible and awful, and Titans get to one-hit you for no reason at all. <laughs> so it sucks. Right, is that... Yeah, got it. That's pretty, that's pretty good. Yeah, that's pretty good. Mm -hmm. How about you talk about this Crucible? This, not, not Destiny 2 Crucible, but mm, Amazon, the, Amazon the Lumberyard. Amazon Crucible. Yeah, 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 yeah. So this game seems like if you took Overwatch... Added even more MOBA mechanics. When it comes out, I think it's going to have three modes. Um, one of them is like a battle royale, it turns out, which is, I think, four. I know, eight teams of two. I think eight teams of two. Uh, and you're battling it out battle royale style. It's going to have a mode that is four on four, where you got to control various points. And then a mode that is eight on eight, I think, also. I don't remember for sure on those. You might want to check me on those. That's your band. But, you... <laughs> but it's a lot like Overwatch in that it's a shooter and it's got like character abilities. But it adds some more MOBA mechanics where like as you play, your character levels up and can get different choices in their abilities at various levels. And they have a, a mode that's very fight a bunch of neutral enemies i guess uh in order to level up and capture points and control those in order to level up faster so it's got, it's um, got a lot of those mobile mechanics that make it more tactical than just overwatch style here you go this is it uh first mode called heart of the hives will be a four versus four mode pitting two teams against two ai controlled enemies second mode alpha hunters will put eight teams of two one uh, another uh, against one another in a battle royale contest and the last one uh, is Harvester Command, which is two teams of eight up against each other in a contest yes. to collect essence. So you are correct. All right. So proud. I'm impressed. I'm impressed. But also, it's the um, cool so far. You might be quick to write off the Battle Royale mode, but I've looked into that a little bit more. 
and it actually seems really cool. For one, it's it's only sixteen players, so it's like way smaller scale. Mm-hmm. It's more it's more akin to like just an elimination mode, if anything. And it's teams of two, but when your partner dies, you can team up with like anybody else if you want to. Like there is a button to request somebody to team up with them, and then like if they accept, somebody else they whose will partner died. Yeah. And then if they accept it, then they actually join your team. And there's a button to break that bond at any point. <laughs> so you so can, you can in the middle of a firefight, <laughs> betray your buddy. Oh my that you gosh. Just found. Brutal. Yeah. Like, can, you so do that, that with, can you do that with the person you start playing the game with? I don't know. Because yeah, I really want to like play a really that. good technique it. would be yeah. break up immediately, join groups, <laughs> betray them, and go all the way through and then join each other at the end. Well, I'm guessing you can only join a group that has less than the max number of players. Probably. You can probably only join one other person. Well, that's right. You just you just kill one team, one guy really quick, and then you point, you know, you point at the other guy and you're like, hey, join me or else. <laughs> join me or else. <laughs> I just murdered your friend. Come to me. You don't have a choice. Uh <laughs> so yeah, just that one mechanic makes it sound pretty interesting, I think. I'm curious to see how much that'll be used. I have a feeling not much, but I don't know for sure. It seems cool. It's, I like that they've decided to put in a couple different game modes rather than super focusing, hyper focusing on like one specific style of gameplay. Right. Granted, I'm sure that's like in an effort to get a wider swath of players. So the quality sure. of all three will probably be slightly less than what we would hope for, but still. Uh, Something that makes me hopeful, though, is that they just say it's coming out on on May 20th. They're not saying it's early access, not saying it's like beta. They're just like, it's coming out. Yep, that's free I play. I mean, I think, you know, if you think about it, like, they just launched Lumberyard not too long ago, so they probably want to put something out that says, hey, here's a statement piece for what you can actually produce from this software. Well, apparently they've been engine. working on this game for six years, so. Six years! Yeah. <laughs> Just, just a minute. Okay. All right. When did when did Overwatch come out? Four years ago? Twenty sixteen, maybe. That wow. So this right. is a precursor to over. This wait. <laughs> did they copy? Oh God, no. <laughs> I I think they all copied one game in particular. Mm, I think it's Crucible. Paladins. 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 They all Fucking copied Paladins. Paladins. <laughs> uh. Um, let's talk about uh, another uh, like new release game or, or uh, announcement game announcement, which is uh, Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Um, they had a man. Would you even call that a game game re- gameplay trailer? Game release trailer? I don't even know what you call it. I mean, not gameplay. That's not what I meant. A cinematic trailer. Yeah, the um, opposite yeah. of what he said. But you don't really. <laughs> Dude, who all watched it? I watched it. I've I have it. watched it. Yeah. Owen, you're yeah, a huge, you're a huge Assassin's Creed guy. I, let, let's not go with huge, but Sherry, I do like the franchise. You've defended mm. every game since Unity. Don't even give me. That's <laughs> <laughs> okay. What are you talking about? Unity you, was pretty solid. Uh-huh. Are you at all? Oh, oh my gosh. gosh. Are you at all excited about this one, Owen? Um, yeah, I mean, I think that it looks good. Yeah, I, I, I've heard that it's not the going to be the biggest of the franchise in, like, scope. They said that it's, it, uh, but I also don't feel like it needs to be. I feel like this could just easily be a much shorter kind of statement piece, and that'll be fine, because it just, 
that cinematic looks really fucking good. And I'm very much intrigued how they're going to bring a lot of that Norse mythology like into the game. Sorry, Norse what? Mythology. Miss, miss, miss Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, Norse mixology. Mixology. They're, they're, they're mixing All the Norse needs. cocktails. <laughs> um, so yeah, like I, I, I think that I'm at least uh, a little bit intrigued by it uh, and, and what it can do. Uh, I'm intrigued also by just the... Uh, um, just already the controversy around the game, and I just find it hilarious. With regards to what? Uh, so the limited edition of the game, I believe, Jeez. comes with a it much like the the past um, um Odyssey, much like Odyssey, you can pick whether you're going to be a male or female character. And that shouldn't like mess up anything and you can go through the game like that. So the legendary edition of the game, if you buy a physical copy, because I don't know, you're one of those people, uh, comes with a statue of the female character. And literally when they announced it, of course, on demand, like people just erupted in unison of just being like how could they this is awful and I'm just like okay first of all they've already done this in the series so it's not like having a female character in it is a new thing or a bad thing Uh, also people were saying they were just like I would never buy a a limited edition thing because of a female statue why would I want a female statue inside of my house and I'm just like Okay, let me just look over at literally anything the Tomb Raider or Horizon Zero Dawn or... Yep, nope, okay, cool. So I don't know why these people are bitching other than the fact that they can (laughs) and they're just outraged fucking, like, incels. And I'm just like, please, cry more. This makes me sleep better at night. Like... If, if I could give every single one of those people a female figurine just to watch them freak out, I would. Like, I was like, this took like a really mean turn. (laughs) Are you okay? Do you need to sit down? Like, I I just was like, I don't know why this is a problem, but if this is still a problem in 2020, please just stop playing video games because this is stupid. (laughs) Wow. Okay. Yikes, yikes, yikes. (laughs) Man, I was just going to say, I'm excited because when you hear assassins, you're like Vikings. Obviously, Vikings, <laughs> yeah. quintessential assassin, sneaking around, raping and pillaging. Yeah. Classic. <laughs> also love that they are putting rap battles in the game. That's not even a joke. What? There are what? rap battles in this game. It's called Blighting? It's like a Viking thing, but they're rap battles. So, I mean, it- like... Is it a legit Viking thing? Like something that... Look, man, I don't know anything about Vikings other than that they're perfect assassins. So, like, <laughs> I wouldn't call it what I've assassins. read online. Yeah. But all these articles say that it's real. So I believe them. And I also don't <laughs> care. Like, honestly, they could just be like, we put rap battles in this Viking game, and fuck you. You know what? If you don't think that's cool, you can go get sent a female statue by Owen. You know, like, we don't care. What's more assassin problem... than sailing in and announcing your present with giant drums? Like, what? Seriously, that's, because then you're like, they're not really going to come kill us. And then they do, and you're like, wow. <laughs> sneaky. That's good. Well, 
<laughs> when did when does the Viking Age happen? Is that before ancient Egypt or after ancient Egypt? I don't know my history. After ancient uh, Egypt. after it was yeah. it's it's like well here you go Viking Age uh, seven ninety three to ten sixty six A D. Okay, so at least origins happens before this. I thought they were going to back themselves into a corner where they had assassins before assassins started. No, nope. they would Do never think... mess up the timeline of Assassin's Creed. How dare are they? You? Are they just going to keep moving it forward to the point at which, like, he gets in the what's what's the hex of the thing called that he gets into? The, animus. Yeah, animus. animus. When he gets into the animus, and he just goes into like the present into someone else's body, like you know, an hour ago. That would be, that'd be hilarious. I'd play that. That's, that's good. He just goes into a past iteration of himself to relive like, some of the like scenarios that he just went through. He's got like an older brother who's an assassin <laughs> and he relives his assassination from last week. I gotta see how it worked out. It becomes, yeah, oh, the, it becomes Hitman. <laughs> that'd be pretty funny. <laughs> Oh man! I really wish they did the thing where they just merged all their universes based on the assumption that the Animus can relive in any of them. I thought they were going to do that for a while. Merge all the universes? Yeah, Ubisoft. Like all Ubisoft games happen oh, in the same universe. That would have been yeah, that would have been cool if they could figure that out. Yeah, although or just, I think. Excuse. I was going to say I think that they backed themselves in the corner with Black Flag. With that, though, because like it's specifically states that like your Xbox, PlayStation, PC or whatever it is, is supposed to be a like quasi animus and the disc that you put in has the DNA or whatever. Oh, yeah. And so that's the one where where the, the modern world stuff is like the video game studio. That's basically Ubisoft. Yeah. Weird. I mean, not, that's not really how that game plays, though. Like, you play segments in first person where you go to an office and go to an animus. So it's not like your console is the animus. You have a digital computer that's the animus. Maybe it's like... No, there's 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 one that specifically, like, breaks the fourth wall. I Maybe it's Unity, then, because... You played Unity! <laughs> yeah, what okay, are you talking about? I, I played that last play week, it, okay? I, I didn't play it last week. That was, like, literally five years ago. Okay, maybe it's a scenario, like, like uh, where... It's, it's like one of those uh, short sci-fi stories where you're, like, watching yourself in a computer do something... And you're trying to figure out if you're like on the topmost level and you are in actual reality or if you're in part of a virtual world. Oh, you're in a virtual world. Are we all in a virtual world right now? Oh my this God. is all virtual? Pretty much. <laughs> I'm, I'm with, I'm with Alex for once. <laughs> if, if the technology ever gets to the point where that could be a thing that could happen, then we are certainly in one. <laughs> Just no matter what. By default, we are in one. The possibility that we'd be at actual reality would be so minuscule. Mm. It'd be insane. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. This is this is, <laughs> this is end of the world stuff. That's only if the technology can ever actually get there. If it's not possible, then we're fine. Okay. Perfect. I, that makes <laughs> me feel really safe. Yeah. Can you sleep better <laughs> at night? Because I think about this some days. Hey, speaking uh, of being able to choose male or female real quick, yeah. you said... <laughs> You said something to me the other day about 
Cyberpunk. And oh, oh, I heard about this. Meant to mention that. Yes. Oh, I heard about this and it sounds so uh, cool. In in Cyberpunk, apparently you're going to be able to customize your genitals. Fuck yeah. Let's <laughs> fuck yeah. Let's Wait, and what way does Brock, this sound cool? If Brock makes it to this part of the podcast, he's going to lose his mind right now. <laughs> this is his dream in games. Um, but apparently... In Cyberpunk, you're going to be able to, and not just by like determining like girth, you know, size, things like that. No, like how many, what components, size, it, shape. Oh, so I, this game's going to be like all of those scenes in The Witcher, but like even more and with robot you, people. Do you remember when the trailer came out and somebody saw that there was like a uh, poster on the wall with a girl? Yeah. Yeah. I think that's along the same lines. Like they were precursing this announcement with, all right, if maybe if somebody catches this, they'll realize that, uh, you know, not everybody's going to be X and Y. That's whatever you want, really. No, Kid, bi is no like, binary. Is it limitless? Like, because my dream, right, is to get a gun. Just down there, you know what I mean? Like you go into a thing, and they're like, "Okay, get rid of all your weapons." It's like I don't have any weapons, and they're like, "Okay, we're gonna kill you now." And it's like, oh, oh, bam, get him! You don't want to say the rest of that? Oh, <laughs> it's, it's gonna be a great game. It's the takeaway. Uh, um, so apparently, uh, the character customization options includes. Depictions of breasts, buttocks, and genitalia, as well as various sizes and combinations of genitals. So nice. Just rad. Okay. Do what I would do. I, I, mean, I don't know who asked for this. Right. <laughs> but like fine, right? I mean, because like like Saints Row had like a slider for like gender. I thought that was neat, but I, didn't, I don't I feel like you don't really need you know what? I'm I'm done talking about this. <laughs> <laughs> it feels like a lot is my point. Uh one last thing in the video game world I wanted to mention. Um Last of Us 2, which was indefinitely on, delayed, yeah, is now coming out next month. Yeah, not much of a delay really, <laughs> considering a worldwide pandemic. Yeah. But yeah, it, like it, a bunch of shit got leaked too. Right. Like I think like, sorry, you go. I, I think, I mean, their original concept, right? Tell, tell me if I'm wrong, but originally the goal like for delaying this was both that they were concerned about the sales of the game, but also the fact that the game is based in a world in which a pandemic has wiped out a large percentage of the population. Yes? Does uh, that sound I actually accurate? hadn't heard that, but I'm not even surprised. I bet most people don't want to play a game like that right now. <laughs> which which is, is funny because that's not true. Yeah. Uh, a lot of games that are based on pandemics are sold out at the moment. Board games, oh, specifically. Yeah. I was, I was, I was going to say uh, the, um, the there's a huge spike in people watching um, Contagion. Yep. Because for some strange reason, I guess there's you know life imitates art or some shit, and people are like, yeah, I I want to escape this awful fuckery by going to a different awful viral fuckery. So sure, go for it. I don't know. Works. Yeah. So what what all was leaked from this Last of Us Two? I think it was almost the whole plot. Yeah. Wow. Uh, there were a lot of rumors going around that it was actually an internal employee who was like 
I'd heard that it was like because it got delayed, they leaked it. I'd also heard that because Naughty Dog was crunching so hard that they leaked it. Uh, the official story is that it was an external hacker who got it. Um, but I mean, who the hell knows? You know, maybe they just said that to save some face. I really don't know. Mm. But yeah, it's the point is it's coming out. It looks really good. I always get kind of I kind of struggle when a game's like coming out looks really good, but then it's like, oh, the staff got crunched like really, really hard. And like there's a lot of that. So that kind of sucks. Yeah. I'm like wondering if I should wait now because it seems like Sony is starting to put their stuff out on PC. Yeah. And there's a lot of rumors that it's gonna be eventually all their exclusives. If I, not we- day and date, maybe at a yeah, you know. I I wouldn't hold your breath because I I thought that same thing, and I've been sitting here waiting for Spider Man to come out on PC since I don't own a PlayStation, and I'm just like they'll eventually drop that. I mean they'll they'll of course keep it for a good two three years, but I mean I'm just kind of like any any day now. PC I mean I wouldn't have assumed that about any of their games for until just recently when. Hmm. Uh, Death Stranding got announced for PC. That's coming soonish. And then now Horizon Zero Dawn has a Steam page. That's coming mm-hmm. out soon. Man, I'm so excited that Strand-like games are going to be in <laughs> PC culture now. Off. Thank yeah. God. <laughs> I'm pumped. And there's just rumors that like next gen, it's just going to be like Xbox, where they just release stuff on PC at the same time as they do on PlayStation. That's I mean, if you awesome think about it, they're probably... PC gamers. They're probably missing a major segment of the market. Yeah. I uh, bet. Yeah, but, but also, when they do that, I don't buy their console anymore. <laughs> that yeah. is really the rub. Yeah. Without exclusive, there's no way I'm buying a console. Well, what do you think there's they're making more money off more... of? Their physical yeah. property that they're producing or their digital content that they're selling? Right. Yeah, That's for sure. True. They've got to be making way I was more s- on the I've, actually, I've heard that most consoles sell at a loss. I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, their their goal is probably just to make money on the back end when they're selling games for it. Yeah. That won't be the case when I get my Atari, though. Because let me <laughs> tell you, that thing going to be making money on day one. I mean, it's just... They're, they're going to do so well. I'm super pumped for them. I don't know what you're talking about. I bought an Atari VCS. <laughs> <laughs> like... Two years ago or something, I uh, it was an Indiegogo campaign and they are reviving the Atari system, not just to be like, you know, those like uh, revives of uh, like the SNES, but this is like a system to compete with the PS5 and the, the new Xbox. Nice. That's so weird. Correct. Correct. Best of luck, man. <laughs> <laughs> it was up in the air as to whether or not it was, it was even going to be produced at one point. So we'll see what happens. Um, let's move out of video game world real quick. Uh, talk about uh, film-related stuff for a second. Um, number one being the uh, AMC Universal beef that's kind of happening right now. Um, and Owen, maybe you want to speak to that. Yeah, this is something that I heard, I could not believe, and I just find is hilarious for our listeners that don't know basically what ended up happening was that because of the coronavirus uh universal released trolls 2 direct to the consumer via their websites and they're like hey 
you can buy Trolls 2, you can watch it now, uh, and you can skip the theaters. And so it did really, really well because it did that. They said that it grossed over a million, a hundred million dollars. So they were like, yeah, this worked super well. And in response to them saying, hey, this did super really well, AMC theaters said they will never show a universal movie in their theaters from here on out. Just straight up was like, fuck you, nothing. So Fast and the Furious, you got to go to Regal. You know, like literally anything from Universal. Not do you, I mean, do you think this is just like the McElroy brothers being upset that they didn't actually make the big screen and <laughs> therefore like certainly. approaching AMC to like, you know, get get them back, get back for them? You know what yeah, I mean? They they're pulling their considerable podcaster weight <laughs> <laughs> I, I to just, force AMC wait. to carry their films. Are you telling me the McElroy brothers aren't in Trolls too? They are in. No, Trolls they are. Too. Okay, I thought yeah. so. But it's not but they, in movies. It's not in not the big movie screen, theater movie. which is the whole point. Okay, got, sure, I guess. But yeah, but so they're like, in Trolls too. It's they are. It, it, it's just very funny to me that, and then when when asked, AMC was just like, "Hey, like, why the fuck are you guys doing this?" AMC responded, and they're like, "Well, anybody that doesn't want to." release movies to theaters like we don't want to support them and yada 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 and it was just like a very dumb and very catty like thing and then while that happened regal came out and they were just like hey we'd like you to release movies to uh the theaters first and then like to live streaming to the consumers as long as you do that We'll carry that movie, but if you go straight to the consumers first, we won't carry it because it's probably not going to be profitable for us. I mean, sure. Yeah, so Regal taking the normal route of just being like, hey, this is like a weird thing, and when we get back to normal times, you know, maybe the distribution of movies is going to be different. We're going to play this by ear, but like, they're just kind of setting themselves up but they're not you know cutting ties meanwhile amc is just pouring gasoline on every bridge possible and giving middle fingers <laughs> to fucking studios and i just find that funny on top of the fact that you know they're sitting there saying hey we might end up calling bankruptcy and closing down all of our stores or our theaters and and we may not be a a, a theater company anymore we may not even be a company anymore because you know we're losing tons of money here and i'm just like don't you think if maybe you want like literally any bone that anyone can throw you to help you with at this point in time you don't maybe want to like be pissing off a giant company that gives you their movies to play like listen man it's just a bunch of johnson county people being upset that's all it is amc is based in kansas city their corporate headquarters is like 30 minutes south of our house we can go talk to him for him if you want. Maybe we <laughs> I, should. Honestly, maybe we should. I, I just I just think it's a very dumb move on AMC's part. And we'll get a quote. I, I also <laughs> question. <laughs> we'll get a quote the, for our podcast. Yeah. We're gonna get, Why not? <laughs> yeah, I guess we could. We should do I, it. I, I also find it very interesting that um, Disney is also doing this. 
But no one said shit about pulling Disney movies from their theaters. Yeah, because it's Disney. (laughs) When you own Marvel and Star Wars and you make every actual Disney film, they're like, oh, I mean, we'll treat them a little nicer, I guess. (laughs) Yeah, but see, the interesting thing is that Disney often negotiates way more of the ticket sale for their movies because they know it sells. And so... I kind of, if there was a company that I would give a middle finger to, I'd almost give it to Disney first because it's just like, oh, what am I going to miss? The quarter off of that $15 ticket because of the fact that that's what they've negotiated the price to at this point. I mean, like, you might as well not play any Disney movies because you don't get paid from them anyway. You get paid from all of these other smaller companies or, you know, like people that have more reasonable terms like universal so i was just like this makes no sense to me from a business standpoint and just seems like a petty feud and i'm just laughing a lot about it uh it's sending all of them female statues (laughs) (laughs) that's the next step (laughs) uh also wanted to mention um and uh alex maybe you want to talk about this but um Sony has come up with a very easy to digest name for their Marvel movies, their Marvel related movies. Yeah, 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 yeah. Spunk, 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 spunk. Commonly known as spunk on the internet. What? Uh, what? What? Is, what stands? What are you SP- even trying SPMC to say? SPMC is what they have. They've announced their Marvel universe movies to be under the sony pictures universe of marvel characters banner (laughs) they couldn't think of anything better did someone do you think someone got paid to think of that oh you (laughs) know there's a research group involved in everything Mm -hmm. and instantly all of twitter was like wait is that just spunk (laughs) all your movies are spunk oh that was fun (laughs) not like guys Spunk, spunk sounds right, but it's like spunk. Spunk. Yeah. Spunk. It really rolls off the tongue. Very yeah, nicely. for sure. Spunk. I, when you uh, got the MCU, and you got spunk. What's in there besides Venom? Uh, uh, Spider-Man. Spider-Man movies. Spider-Man and Spider-Man. Mor- Morbius. Mobius. The, the, yeah, that, that's coming at some point. Yeah. Right? The, the vampire is... one. It's, I uh, have literally Jared, no idea um, what that is. What's Jared name? Leto? Jared, Jared Leto, Leto yeah. yeah. Are you serious? Because, yeah, they're letting him serious. do movies still. <laughs> did they see the last? Did they see Suicide Squad? They know that's him, right? <laughs> yeah, but here's the film. Thing. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, Jared Leto is currently on an island with his cult, so <laughs> I, I'm not bullshitting. That I know. Either. I read an article about him recently. Like, he's a wild he, man. He he literally like bought an island or something and invited a bunch of people there and now like dresses in long robes and has everyone call him like the chosen one or some random shit like that. It is really weird. He has legitimately started a cult in the coronavirus and I'm like, okay, he's gone off the deep end. And they're yeah. they're still letting him in movies, huh? Okay. Okay, guys. <laughs> uh also wanted to mention, um, in, a, in a very sad note, Star Wars Day happened. Very, like, <laughs> very few people, I think, thought about 
may the fourth be with you. It was kind of just like say may the fourth be with you the entire day. Yeah. Wow, it's such a catastrophe. It's very yeah. sad. See, mm, I'm yeah. I, I I am saddened that you didn't celebrate it as as much. I had a, I had an entire day out of it. It was great. Um, yeah, I I, I just put this in here because I wanted to mention uh, that there is a, a a trickling of some Star Wars news of kind of like who's helming what projects uh, in the future. Uh, they of course they mentioned that there's going to be a new Star Wars Lego game that encompasses all of the Skywalker saga. There's a uh, of course they also mentioned that the Fallen Fallen Jedi uh, two will be coming out soon. At some point, uh, they said that that would be the start of an entire franchise. So probably more than just the sequel will be coming from that game. Um, not Fallen Jedi, Fallen Order. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, and uh, Taika Waititi is getting is uh, going to helm one of the new Star Wars movies, which I think is pretty solid. Uh, he's also being paired up with a really good writer. So that's probably going to be good for my guess. It'll be part of the um, High Republic era because that's what they announced that the new all of the new trilogies and everything will be built out of the High Republic, which is, you know, this kind of thing that happened uh, several hundred uh, several hundred years before um, the Skywalker sagas. And, you know, there's a ton of Jedis and Sith and they're all fighting each other. Basically, they wanted to do the Old Republic, but didn't feel like trying to figure out the can the canon of the Old Republic from any of the games. So they were just like, nah, fuck it. We're going to call it the High Republic. Um, so okay. that'll be a thing that happens. And that seems cool. Uh, also, the Kenobi series is going to happen. So, yeah, it was it's just a series like a, now. Yeah, it's going to be a series. On Disney Plus, so that'll be a thing. I'm trying to think of the other. There was one other big thing that was also just kind of like, oh, right. They said that they're going to have another series that is uh, on Disney Plus, and it's going to be following a group of uh, female protagonists. And that's all they said about it. They're just like, yeah, there's going to be a group of like women Jedi or something and they're going to run around and kick ass. And I was like, seems legit. Cool. I'll watch it when it comes out. I, I'm eager to hear more news. Uh, but yeah, so it was just kind of like, hey, there's a bunch of stuff. And, you know, may the fourth be with you if you enjoy that kind of thing. Uh, I hope that you had a good time, you know, watching the Clone Wars or the movies or whatever you did. Alex, what did you say the fifth is? Revenge, Revenge of the fifth. Of the fifth. <laughs> so dumb. <laughs> We're not friends anymore. Yeah, Wait, it's fine. So did they come up with things for the for the seventh, eighth, and ninth movies? And the seventh, eighth, and ninth of May dates? the seventh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's the whole name. To wrap this up, I want to jump back here for one second about a comment that that Owen made. Yeah. About Jared Leto. Yeah. Uh, because if you go on to Thirty Seconds to Mars website. There's a subpage called Mars Island where you can buy tickets to go to Mars Island 2020. Let me read you this description. Mars Island is a three-night, all-inclusive festival experience on a private island in Croatia. Relax and restore with yoga amongst the trees. Take a dip in the Adriatic Sea. Watch with 
a midnight screaming or a midnight screening or go gaze at the stars and catch two intimate performances by 30 seconds to Mars. Mars is Island. Is there also midnight screaming? <laughs> midnight screaming. <laughs> Probably. I want you to know that the lowest cost ticket to go to this thing is $1,649. And does it yeah. include airfare? No. Probably mm. includes staying on a tropical island. Yeah. I don't know if it's tropical. Island. If it's Some in island. the Adriatic Sea. It, it looks like they're staying. I mean, they're in tents for sure. Everybody wears white. I was going to Yep. Um, you know, it, it, it looks like an experience, guys. I think we should all really consider maybe this is the first Horizon trip that we take as a group, you know? Uh, yeah, it, we don't it, go anywhere yeah, else. Yeah, I was going to say, isn't PAX already the, the Horizon trip that we do? <laughs> we do two podcasts about it every year. <laughs> what are we least. talking about? We do four podcasts about PAX, first of all. I, I realized Dedicated. I realized today that we're probably not going to do PAX Unplugged or PAX East, and that made me really sad. Shh, shh. Don't say those things. We already <laughs> don't PAX East this Gosh. year. Gosh. I mean, for next year though. I mean, let's not be too negative. Let's end on a positive, please. <laughs> Go back to <laughs> right, screaming about statues. If you're looking for a super fun adventure in Croatia, you should check and out Mars Island. <laughs> who isn't? Really? I mean, who isn't really? I mean. It's- is the place to be in 2020. And on that note, thanks so much for joining us. We'll catch you next time. This week's podcast was edited by me, Aaron Juno. Other voices this week include Alex McCoslin, Jake John Fetterkyle, Caleb Juno, and Owen Patterline. This week's music was again brought to you by Amer. You can check out his music on Spotify, or you can also check it out on soundcloud.com forward slash Amer. Additionally, you can check out everything that we do, We Are The Horizon, at our website, www.wearethehorizon.com. We have a lot of video posts as well as links to other content we've done in the past. We also have a couple new series that we've been working on, one for a custom Divinity campaign and another for a Pathfinder campaign that we've been working on. So make sure you check those out as well. Again, thanks so much for joining us, and we'll catch you next time.